Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. All right, today is the 13th of March, 2023, and it is, in fact, the anniversary of L. Ron Hubbard's birthday. Mr. Hubbard would receive thousands of best wishes on his birthday in his lifetime, and it was typical of him to acknowledge these with a published statement. Again, typically, these writings were a gift back to his many friends and would include lessons in living, sometimes found nowhere else. Since the publication of Business Wise Falls on Mr. Hubbard's birthday this year, I thought it would be appropriate to bring you one of these gifts in this episode. The article is entitled Ron's Journal 37 and is dated 13 March 1983. So that would have been 40 years ago today. And I feel the lesson to be learned from this particular journal is very, very timely today and has everything to do with your success and your future. Now, why would that be? Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but have you checked out the trajectory of our so-called civilization lately? It is difficult to predict the future, but one thing is certain, and that is that the future is uncertain. Many things hang in the balance environmentally, socially, culturally, economically, not to mention the prospects of a cataclysmic conflict. On the very bright side, though, there is a growing dynamic of well-intentioned beings on this planet who have rolled their sleeves up to do what has seldom been accomplished historically, and that is to prevent this civilization from self-destructing, unlike all great civilizations before it on this planet. Actually, it is more accurate to say being destroyed by the ill-intentioned and antisocial, because these circumstances are not a natural progression or haphazard. But the social, well-intentioned, are starting to wake up and find each other and unite into a formidable force. It's a tough haul to lock arms with the freedom fighters, but such teammates make great friends, and fighting the good fight is a lot more fun than being oblivious, I would say. But what makes this growing group effective and gives them their chance to avert disaster where many able and bright individuals and groups before have failed? The answer can be summed up in one word. But when I give you this word, I'm going to have to rapidly define it or you're going to get the wrong idea because you may have the wrong definition of the term. I'm not sure you don't have a valid definition. It just may not be the right definition in the context in which it is used in Mr. Hubbard's article. Because this definition has been usurped really in a more modern, original sense, has been somewhat lost. The word is technology. Now, you've all heard this word many, many times. Mr. Oxford defines it this way. Technology, the application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes, especially in industry. And then the example they give is advances in computer technology. It's also machinery and equipment developed from the application of scientific knowledge. And the example they give there, it will reduce the industry's ability to spend money on new technology. And finally, you give another definition, the branch of knowledge dealing with engineering or applied sciences. So that's Mr. Oxford, but I want you to look at the derivation of the word. Early 17th century, from Greek, technologia, from techne, art, craft, plus logia, which is from logos, which is a Greek word for word or reason. So from the derivation of the word, it would appear to be a much broader sense. It's 
the study of art or craft or skill. Now, if we research this a bit further and look in some other dictionaries, here we are with Mr. Webster's Third International, and he gives us a further definition, the practical application of knowledge, especially in a particular area. So here we have a much broader definition, much closer to what the clever Greeks had to say about the matter, which is it's the knowledge of practical application in a particular area. So now I'm going to define it as Mr. Hubbard defines it. He gives a very excellent definition from an article of the 13th of September, 1965. He defines it as, quote, the methods of application of an art or science as opposed to mere knowledge of the science or art itself. So with this definition, we have a sharp distinction between knowledge, which is a very broad and encompassing term, includes just about everything, and the term technology, which is a subset of knowledge. It is knowledge that can be applied to get a result. So let's give you an example. So you could have all the knowledge in the world about lions. You know, lions. You could identify the different subspecies, tell me when and how they mate, what their habitat is, how their prides, are, which is a, their term for groups, are socially structured, what their diet chiefly consists of. You have all that knowledge, but if you've never learned the technology of how to tame a lion, it'd probably be best not to get into a ring with one, right? For that, you need technology. You need know-how that can be applied to get a practical result. So one could say that anything there is a best way to do, there is a technology for. There is a technology to diagnosing and repairing an automobile. You know that, and you hope your mechanic is proficient in that area. But there's also a technology to hanging wallpaper, and if you've ever tried it, you know that that's true. There's technology to baking a cake, but there's also technology for living life, isn't there? Could it be there is a technology for raising children? I mean, we see some people raise children successfully, some unsuccessfully. Is it not possible that there is a know-how to this, a technology, applied knowledge in this area? How about for conducting a marriage? Look at all the divorces. Sure there is. You're studying a technology of management right now if you're a listener to BusinessWise. Did you know that? There's even a technology for rediscovering you, believe it or not. And Mr. Hubbard devoted his life to the discovery and development of that subject and technology and some of you listeners have doubtless discovered this and taken advantage of it. And some of you haven't. Maybe you will in the future. And some of you maybe have a dilettante understanding of it. And others have a more dedicated understanding of it. Or well, what's a dilettante? Dilettante, by Mr. Hubbard's definition here, is one who interests himself in an art or science merely as a pastime and without serious study. That's from 16 May 65. A definition he gives that word. It's someone who follows an art or science only for amusement and in a superficial way. So you wouldn't really want to take your car to an auto mechanic who has a dilettante knowledge of repairing automobiles, now would you? And you probably wouldn't want to hire an attorney who has a dilettante approach to the study of law. So if you're living life, you might consider it is a liability, for instance, if one has a dilettante knowledge of how to live. Or if you're managing a business or building a business, it might be a liability for you to have a dilettante understanding of how to build an organization. So what is technology? Something that takes dedicated study. 
it's something that you have to apply yourself to learn well. You know, you have guys who study martial arts, for instance, in a dilettante way, and I guess they stay in shape, but I wouldn't trust them in a fight, would you? So, so I guess you could say that a dilettante is the opposite of a professional. So one has to ask oneself, do I want to be professional as a manager? Do I want to be a professional at a living life? And uh, kind of bids for a, perhaps a bit of a change of viewpoint and how you're approaching living this, I would say, anyway. All right, but what does all this have to do with you and your business? Because of what I mentioned before, we live in uncertain and decadent times. We are witnessing a descent into a chaos or perhaps a totalitarian brave new world where new thought and initiative is impossible. So is there a way to survive, prosper, and expand even in such circumstances? You want some good news in all this? I bet you do. The answer is yes. Yes, you can survive. And the key is in that word. So I'm going to now read you out of this Ron's journal, number 37, written on the 13th of March, 1983. I'm going to pick it up towards the end here. He says, uh, after Mr. Hubbard has acknowledged the well-wishing that he had received and so forth, he says this, quote, but this is not all. And this is my true message to you this birthday. If you know the tech, it will protect you. So, tech, of course, is short for technology. What's he referring to as the tech? The technology he developed for how to live your life and how to rediscover yourself and how to organize groups and get organized and actually make a difference and all aspects of one's life, including the handling of mankind. He did all this research and discovery and delineation and tabulation and developing technology for management, for living life, for raising children, for handling a marriage, for defending yourself in a world gone mad. He developed all this know-how or technology. Just the fact that it exists, just the fact that you know that it exists, just the fact that you do a cursory study of it and then do not apply it does not guarantee your survival. What guarantees your survival, he says, all in capital letters, with an emphasis on the word you and on the word no, he says, if you know the tech, it will protect you. Then he goes on to say this, you do not even have to believe it works. That's an interesting datum. If you take what we've covered already in business-wise, take such things as the admin scale. Say, well, I don't know if the admin scale is going to work to build sound and structured and careers and organizations. I don't know if it really will align all my activities. I don't know if, you know, all this information on how to plan and write programs and develop statistics and ideal scenes, I don't know if that's really going to work or not. But why not use it, study it, and apply it and see if it works that way? You don't have to believe that it works for it to work. You don't have to believe in the technology of baking a loaf of bread to be successful at baking bread. Just follow the instructions, follow the recipe, follow the technology, and you will get the result, whether you believe it works or not. So he says, you do not even have to believe it works. If you really know the true tech, no one and nothing can hurt you or demean you 
in the ages to come. How about that? It really doesn't matter. I mean, of course it matters, but in terms of your survival, you can survive if you make it your business to study this technology thoroughly, dedicatedly, and use it. Look, if we end up all having to go back to a barter system, these fundamental laws of organization and management and promotion and communication and so on, admin scales, the whole lot, they will apply just as thoroughly then as they do now. Your ability to build relationships with others and to create affinity, agreement, and so on with others and groups that you learn from Mr. Hubbard's works, they will apply in any society, in any circumstance, no matter how chaotic. So, but it's important that one studies this, and not just in a dilettante fashion, but in a dedicated one. So if you find yourself in a situation you feel demeaned, you feel at the effect point, you feel like you're being worked over, or the economy is like this, or the government's like that, or I lost all this money in an investment, or, you know, I was betrayed by my partner, all this sort of jazz, just understand one thing. You're the effect of those circumstances to the degree that you have not studied and learned the technology of life, management, of how to conduct one's affairs in life, basically. So he goes on to say this, so it is not just freedom that is the goal, it is the maintaining of it one must assure. Now, many of us are seeking freedom, and many of us are on the road to freedom, but he also says this, you can attain it, but can you maintain it? The answer lies, again, knowing the technology thoroughly. And then he goes on to say this, those who do not let you have it, twist it, invalidate it, and pretend it is something else that's meant, are seeking to deny you not just the road out, but the armor of knowledge that will guard you. So this is my gift to you this birthday in return for all your well-wishing. The legacy of tech. The policy is there to guard and deliver the tech as well as to help make a better society. And this is also yours. So when he is talking about the technology or the tech, he is referring to his research and developments in the area of self-discovery and rehabilitation of oneself as a being. But he's also including his knowledge of groups and organization, because that's what he's referring to when he says the policy is there to guard and deliver the tech as well as to help make a better society, and this is also yours. See, the intention of Mr. Hubbard's work in this area of groups also had everything to do with building a better society. Next, he says this, it means, of course, that you yourself must more than whiff at the bouquet of tech. You get the picture of somebody just sort of dancing through the tulips, you know. And sniffing at the flowers without really learning how to be a gardener or grow flowers or arrange flowers. Or <laughs> anyway, I don't know if that's the best example, but you get the idea. It's an interesting picture. It means, of course, that you yourself must more than whiff at the bouquet of tech. It means hard and earnest study 
and precise application for only those will bring it into full bloom in your life. It is true that paths are sometimes rough. These are Mr. Hubbard's words. It is true that paths are sometimes rough and that travel can be tiring and long. But wait, there are vistas never dreamed of. There are joys never even known. There are glories no past glory ever surpassed. These wait for you, but only if you accept my legacy and help bring these things about. I'll run Hubbard. I don't care how dire it looks. I don't care the amount of bad news that hits our plate in the media, which, of course, stirs up and magnifies every little thing anyway. I, you can't look at a headline that doesn't have people dying in it. I just realize the intent of such things is to bring you down and to give you the idea that nothing can be done. Well, there's a lot that can be done. There's a lot that we can do if we study this category of knowledge, technology, the know-how of how to survive no matter what. I'm going to give you a mundane example, and then we'll wrap this up. But if we want to talk about knowledge versus technology, if you've ever been to sea with a sailor who really knows the sea and really knows sailing, you'll observe that nothing daunts the person. You could have a hurricane. It's kind of like, oh, wow, we're going to have a great blow. This is going to be fun. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be exciting. But never the effect, no matter what the ocean is doing. That person in their competence and in their knowledge of technology can survive anything. And so can you in today's society. It's a complete and direct function of your study of the technology of living, the technology of groups, the technology of self. If you look at what's going on and have any concerns about the future, they're valid ones, but there's something you can do about it. Do more than just take a whiff of the bouquet. Bring the legacy into full bloom in your life. And uh, that's it. I think that's a very appropriate message for today because we are looking at a world that needs us, needs the able amongst us to step up, to grow savvy, to become more and more aware, to gain more knowledge and more technology and more know-how on how we can create positive effects around us and in the world. Okay, I don't know if you see the bearing on this in your own life. I hope you do. And uh, I hope this bids for an exciting future for you. You now have a very clear-cut route. Listening to Business Wise is very productive uh, by the success stories that are coming back. We're getting a lot of our listeners have written in how much they've benefited from this. And uh, many of you have told me that you're listening to these episodes over and over. That's fine. I'm happy for you that you're getting benefit. Realize that the source of your results uh, is the technology of Mr. Hubbard and commit yourself to studying it fully and directly from the source. In addition to listening to this, if it's helping you, please continue, but don't use this in place of a dedicated study, okay? And with that, I'd like to wrap up this episode by giving my thanks to 
Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, for this beautiful legacy and gift as I use it in my own life and career and wish you a very, very happy birthday, Mr. Hubbard. And I'd like to join Mr. Hubbard in wishing for you the greatest of all possible futures and that you will uh, achieve such through your own dedicated study and application of his legacy of the technology. Okay, thanks again for listening. Uh, We will pick up again next week. And uh, do leave us your comments. Do write us at info at and let us know how you're getting along. And thank you for listening.